electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. It's a special morning here at the New York Stock Exchange. Kramer and our CNBC family are ringing the opening bell as Mad Money debuts its new set. We're going to celebrate with Jim, maybe give you a first peek at the set later this hour. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk in the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Uh, future's pretty solid here as we kick off a busy week of earnings. Goldman and B of A starting us off. In fact, that begins our roadmap. That's where it begins. We'll dig through those numbers as the stocks are moving in opposite directions. Uh, plus, Boeing's getting a pretty big boost. Delta is ordering 100 planes from the company. It is the first major order with the manufacturer in more than a decade. And it is the largest European listing in more than a decade as well. Uh, GSK spending off that $36 billion consumer health care business. They're calling it Helion. Huh? Helion. Huh? we got a couple new corporate names floating around. Today. Yes, they do. We've got some yes. GE names, too. Uh, I always love names. <laughs> yeah, because they spend a fortune. I know. It's like, huh? Mm. Yeah. As we said, very big day at the NYC this morning, where in just 30 minutes, uh, Jim's going to ring the opening bell, celebrate Mad Money moving to the stock exchange. Jim, you've said one of the best days you've had here. Yeah, I just said this to, these guys, to everyone because I, I, I'm not seeking recognition. I am seeking a better place to be able to do the show. Uh, 17 years in Inglewood Cliffs, it's been a, a great run. But the fact is, is that the guests that I want are here. I want the closing bell to be a great celebration of capitalism. Uh, and I want to see you guys more than I do. Uh, I think it's going to be a, what are you laughing? <laughs> Notice it came last, but it's still in there. He yeah. wants to see us more. It's not well, enough. I, I like you. I like you too. Yes. Well, no, I mean, okay. Nobody out there believes it, but no, it's true. But it, yes, I'm happy. I'm excited. When you walk in, you see your picture, you see these things. The first thing you do is you are a little embarrassed. And then you start taking pictures of it and saying, hey, it's a big day. It's a big day, darn darn it. And I'm very excited about what the network has done for me, what Mark Hoffman has said, come down here. Remember, he greenlighted it. That's a technical term in the business. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yes. And uh, Regina Gilgan's been with me uh, the whole run, executive producer. And this is is where I started. I started uh, started three addresses down here, down the block. We got it. We got, obviously, we're going to get to the banks and the markets. But I would say your team, you know, I think I I, I just want to share with people a good reflection of you is the fact you have so many of your team have stayed with you. Yes. And uh, and that's a wonderful thing. Thank you. And so congratulations to them as well. Um, And to you, because this part, great, but also keeping people as long as you have. Well, we says a lot. We're very we're very uh, horizontal. Everybody does everything for everybody. Always embarrassed when people bring me like my dessert, but I can't get up top because it's just too much work. But thank you. I mean, it does mean a lot that it's the same people, and it is. It's it's home for me when wherever my same people are. We're bringing a lot of people down. Uh, but I did start at Goldman Sachs. They had a great quarter, and it is funny to just be here. <laughs> no, forty years later, here I am again. Here you are, and and David Solomon's gonna. Uh call in tonight to the show so yes. that's good and uh ken langone to start first because 
to ver- very much to me, he is capitalism. I want to remember, I'm celebrating capitalism. I'm not down on capitalism, David. I'm you. not down on the man. I like the man. You are the man. <laughs> well, Goldman get, does give you some chances to be a little optimistic. Uh, uh, Fick more than him. Uh, Fick up 55, and I be not down as bad. Some say maybe almost as good as cities on on Friday. City was amazing, and, and when I went through it, I was like, "Wow, is this exciting?" City is simplifying. City is making money every day. Like, do you remember when they used to just they open the door and they do that TSS, they do that Treasury Securities? It yes. is working again. And uh, I, I was just Jane. She did a fantastic job. I also thought that Charlie Sharp put together an amazing quarter. Uh, we're used to Charlie Sharp having to deal with a lot of regulatory issues. Uh, he is starting to just one by one check the boxes. Uh, I am uh, astonished that Goldman could make this much money. Uh, but I want to just disagree with the market at one point here. Bank of America, they do, okay, so they missed by two cents, but revenue up 6%, expenses only up 1.5%. That's called leverage, David. Mm-hmm. That's good. It is good. Um, and we're going to keep an eye on those stocks. As Jim mentioned, of course, City was a, a, a very strong performer on Friday. Well, so you can see what we're looking for for Goldman. As for Moynihan, he is certainly uh, the, the gentleman who runs Bank of America and, by the way, has done so now for quite a long period of time. Um, we do look to him as well for sort of some commentary on the consumer, given their broad credit card platform and, and a lot of other areas that they see consumer spending. Didn't really share that much in the call, guys, but did say for the two, first two weeks of July, spending's up 10-plus in transactions, again, rising 6%. So transactions up right. 6 uh, that's, you know, on, that's on credit cards, I believe, right? And 10% yeah. on, um, uh, on spending. Strong consumer resilience is what Moynihan is talking about. He says they do continue to see shifts in what people are spending money on, something we've talked about a, a, a great deal of late. A lot more on experiences, a lot more on travel, uh, and obviously a bit more on fuel due to increased prices. Didn't you also find uh, the account openings? Really incredible. I'm starting to feel like that they're taking share yeah. from the fintechs. Their digital is 48% of their banking. One of the things, they continue to reduce the expense rate at the branches. They have fewer branches, but they're doing more. Uh, look, is, is, it, is it exciting? No. 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 And when exciting. I go over with Brian, all Brian really wants to talk about is the consumer is just very strong. And when you hear, Carl, you start thinking, does this make the Fed's job harder? Uh, because when the consumers is strong, then you're going to have them chasing goods. At the same time, I, I, I went back and forth with Ivy Zellman, who's the dean of housing. Cancellations have jumped big. Yes. Uh, ever since the mortgage rate started, jump, it started just exploding. Yes. Rocket ship. Yes. People are walking away. They don't yeah, want their homes. They are. It's That's on my, positive. It's on my list I mean, here. Well, some, yeah. well, it's not positive, but well, maybe I mean, it's getting us to, I mean, yeah. negative. To but I mean, it. on that point, Jim, there is, you know, the conversations that I'll have with a lot of asset managers goes along those lines. The world's decelerating very quickly. Yes. We're seeing it in so many different sides, including home prices, including cancellations, which you just cited. Right. Consumer sentiment is terrible. Um, yes, it and, is. And it's horrible. It's and the lowest in 40 years. Yeah. yeah. People are very sad. There's a gloom in this country. It's one of the reasons I wanted Ken Langone to start Mad Money. I, I think that capitalism is the greatest force for social change. And when we look at, at Bank of America and we see what they're doing for minority businesses, we just say, okay, look, it's di- a different world. It's a positive world. Let's not dump on these guys. These guys are really doing something. But you know what happens, Dave? People just say we're going in the wrong direction. 
that we may be going the wrong direction and maybe people aren't buying that much at retail, but the consumer's balance sheet's amazing. If they're going in the wrong direction, at least they're not going to be off the cliff. That is true. But as for the markets and wondering whether we're going to continue to go off a cliff, I, you know, it's just very difficult time to try to assess things. Again, we get back to the Fed, but those conversations typically lead to, to the person on the other end of the phone saying, I'm not ready to, to buy a thing right now. And in fact, no. I'm happy to be with a large cash position. If I feel comfortable shorting the market, I may even choose to do that. Um, I still don't feel like we're there yet. We're going to you know, continue to take the bar down in terms of earnings. And yeah, multiples have revised lower, but not low enough. Well, but that's okay. So Ford is selling at, at six. GM at five. It was a downgrade today. Yeah, downgrade today. Well, David, it's six times. Is that helpful? It can go to five times. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, you tell me. I think there's great value in Ford and GM. It just won't be realized tomorrow. Everybody wants Tesla. They just want Tesla. All they care about is Tesla. The furnace. The money-burning furnace. Yeah, money-burning furnace of Tesla. When you speak to the bankers, they say, why do you guys spend so much time talking about Twitter? I said, okay, look, we could just have the Elon Musk show. We could. Right? By the way, it'd be a very entertaining, interesting show because but Tesla is it. one of the more important companies in the world, uh, in the country, in, in many ways. Auto market cap is a share of the industry market cap. There's no debate there. And, and then SpaceX is, I mean, come on, man. Have you seen that stuff from that Webb telescope? Well, yes. I mean, we've got to get out there. I, but, I, 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 but try to go get a Ford. They're sold through. Why is that worth five times earnings if they're sold through? Because demand is going to continue to weaken. Oh, I because, don't think so. uh, right, but that's where the debate is, right? That's where, that's where, where the are. debate is. Jim. That's where the debate is. Yes. I think that I want to, look, my seminal stock in this era is Micron. So Micron comes on, okay? Remember Sanjay Marotri comes on. This stock goes down big because of his forecast. He comes on and he says, look, basically, we're going to cut back production. The stock was the stock. He, he, he guided down so much that it seemed like the end of the world. David, the stock is up 10 straight points since he guided down. What do you think of that? Well, I think that's another thing that you have to watch for. How low will you set the bar so that ultimately you can start to Charlie beat it Shaw. pretty quickly? Wells Fargo. How, and how quickly are we going to turn? How quickly is the cycle? The Fed is, well, was behind on raising. Well, will they be behind on hitting the brakes? Now so, you're getting to what Mike Wilson said on CNBC Asia this morning, and that the cycles are happening so fast mm-hmm. that, in his words, it's good news because it means the conclusion of this bear market will come pretty quickly. It's going to be painful, but it's going to be quick. Well, I know. I read Wilson's comments, and I said to myself, he's really being consistent with how much money you're about to lose. And I don't agree with that. I think that this is kind of a very important pivot moment. They moved three quarters of a point. Bank of America, of course, makes a, instantly makes a billion dollars for doing nothing. It's ever being a bank. But I think that, that the idea that we have to have a dramatic amount of pain is wrong with, because the stock, so many stocks are down 40, 50 percent. Michael Semblis, whom we love, put out a fantastic eye of the market piece, basically saying that almost all of the junk has been wiped out, whether it be the SPACs. The we've seen yucks. The big, the, you saw the yucks? Oh, yes, yes. It's a great term. And you know the term yuck? I don't. Y-U-C. Well, I can't forget what it stands for. Under, jeez, oh, it's going to be furious. Yeah, young, undercapitalized, something like yeah, that. But yeah, but all the companies that have no money are going to run out of money. No one wants them. All right. Well, all that's, the companies you talk about. Right. That's similar to what we saw in 2000. Right, but they're all being obliterated. Yep. So let's just speed up the cycle. Right? Mm-hmm. SPACs. You ever see the SPAC index that we have? <laughs> have I seen it? Yeah. Uh, 
I helped create it. <laughs> oh, my. oh, well, okay. But uh, we've had so much destruction. Now, I saw a piece today by Tony Saganetti. Now, Tony, I'm sure, will be on some show today because that's what people do. And he's very worried about 2023 Apple numbers. So, I mean... You know, yeah, okay, so he's very worried. Everyone's well, he very worried. worried. Everybody's be, hiding an Apple, though. We've talked about that. Be very worried about something else other than... Really? Because if Apple cracks, that's not a well, good day. No, should, not a good day. Should we be worried about energy? Reports on this Gazprom letter of force majeure to at least one customer. We, futures well, were higher before that cross. I know morning. when people were saying, look, it could go to 200. I have been saying that it can go up. But uh, when you have the key, natural gas... It's just that's going to hurt the consumer air conditioning. But we're talking more here about Europe and what, okay, it's gonna, no, what right. it is going to mean for industrial well, Europe and their ability to produce and the overall economy and how deep a recession they'll have when they can't get a hold of the necessary supplies of power. OK, so at what point in China, again, big shutdown, at what, not shutdown, testing. At what point, Carl, do people say United States is the greatest place on Earth? Now, that could be reflected in the dollar. It is almost impossible to invest in Europe. I mean, the, the companies there, the stocks are going down, down, down. Asia, of course, they have two IPOs. The Chinese have two IPOs. But Asia is just stalled. And we're doing great. So, I mean, when do we just say, you know what, we're doing great and everyone should stop being so gloomy? Well, isn't that what the dollar is telling you at this point? The dollar saying, don't be so gloomy. Go to Italy and go buy Brioni suits. They're like the price of men's warehouse. Well, I mean, the dollar is also a reflection of Rates going up dramatically, isn't it? Well, yes, but bank. If you look at everyone, we've had all the major banks, and the consumer is so liquid. The consumer is so underleaving. Well, then why do they feel so bad? Because they have a problem. They should all go lithium at night, okay? And maybe Zoloft in the morning. I'm you don't mean the battery? No, I know that there's a, a new factory. We're over medicated in this country. I think no. we've got to cut back on that. <laughs> well, not All right, Dr. Bit, Kramer. Goldman Sachs is up 11 points. Writing prescriptions okay? for everybody. So I'm. I I really feel that the these stocks are going up, but people got their statement last week, and their statement shows that if they have 100,000, they now have 92,000, and that makes them gloomy, David. That's what makes them gloomy. Well, not well, the fact okay. that still How, when they want to fill up the pump, it approaches triple digits. You want me Not be, that food prices are up to I think those are the things food, that make a food, lot of people Yes, gloomy. I think that everything is going. People go to a restaurant and they buy a, they get a, a New York strip. And the strip is mostly gristle and it's half and it of what it looked like. And $49. Right. And so you want to stay at home, but then you go to the supermarket and the flag steak is, was nine, now it's 16. That's negative. But I would like the government to look into the fact that grain has come down so much. Stop looking at the oil companies. I guess you can't lose Iowa. Is that the problem, Iowa? Um, look, stop looking at the oil companies and start looking at, the, at, at what kind of profit margins the food companies are making. And, and the refinery margins have plummeted since the president was after that. I think the growth, the, honest, honestly, David, listen to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. I think there is so much gouging. So much price collusion, so much signaling that it's time for the antitrust department to really stop. Now you sound like the Biden wow, administration. Really? I feel it. way. I think there's a lot of price gouging. In what industry? Everything. Across the board. I think there's price gouging in food, price gouging in, in materials. Uh, I think there's price gouging not going out to dinner because there's nothing you can do about that. But you don't have to go out. I see, 
I see okay. signaling. So, well, then so I, be I a, want to know the airlines. Why a, do the airlines make so much money? How good, come they raise their prices so much? It's a good thing for margins, then, right? So, well, yeah, but not, you just talked about the, why there's gloom. I, I think, you know, up like a rocket, down like a feather. We're going to see whether wow. or not it comes down. Exactly right. right. Jim, you, you actually have to go, right? I know. I think my wife's here. What? Lisa's here. She, now she's going to find out I have a show. It ruins everything. <laughs> You know, it's just a big surprise. Wow. So, so you're going to make your way to the balcony now? And- I am going to get up. Uh, I love you guys. All right, yes. David, here. Here's some M&Ms for Thank you. you. Okay. I love and, M&Ms. Uh, I'm going. And yeah. there's a lot of our great team here who's made this happen, which is about 140 people. I, I will name everyone just like in the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, All right? <laughs> you will? Well, we'll make sure the, the band doesn't play I you off good. the set. Be careful. I got, Don't trip. No, I won't trip. I just feel like I ought to be doing some sort of Dance off? No, dance off. Carson Give us a little right. dance off. What, what is? What, no, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna walk off because that's who I am. Okay. Oh, that All right. is I'm serious. Jim, we'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. We will. Uh, we're gonna track Jim's whereabouts as he makes his way to ring the opening bell. We, we will hit Delta Airlines, as you may have heard by now. A hundred plane order from Boeing. Uh, the first. <laughs> Get upstairs, Jim. We'll see you in a moment. Oh, man. Turn that thing off. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Got some risk on over the weekend and into this morning. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, guys. Very exciting day for all of us at CNBC. Uh, And what we've got is an exciting day for the markets here. Futures are up about 30 points. It's a fairly broad rally. Take a look at some of the uh, pre-movers right at the open. Uh, Goldman's up nicely uh, on its earnings report. But even the broader market, so Freeport uh, is up. Schlumberger, uh, generally commodity stocks have made a little bit of a comeback. Again, not very big uh, popular sector in the last few weeks, but they're doing well. Chips are generally doing better here and tech's doing better. NVIDIA's got a nice move to the upside. Delta also on the upside. S&P 500 has been range bound in the last month, but it's been bottoming in the middle of June. So we're not that far from breaking out of the trading range. I'll tell you what I notice here, guys. Two things. Some have been nibbling on tech stocks in the last couple of weeks and particularly last week. Look at this for the month here. The S&P 500 is up 2% so far this month, but the NASDAQ 100, mostly tech stocks, is up about 4%. 
Kathy Woods, the most speculative part of the tech sector, the ARK Innovation, uh, is up over 10%. At the same time, formerly hot sectors like energy and commodities generally are down, although they're trading to the upside today. Most people think of that as very much as the first half kind of trade here. So the question is, why are we getting uh, this modest uh, uh, pecking or uh, buying of tech stocks right now here. So we're in this very strange situation because of the strong CPI and the strong inflation data. The market has been pulling forward Fed tightening expectations in the last couple of weeks here. As a result of that, we have this strange situation where there are a lot of people expecting rate cuts in 2023. Because of that, you get a small group of people trying to basically front run growth stocks hoping for a rally in the fourth quarter saying we're going to be anticipating the rate cuts. I know the problem here is very simple. It's a very long way to the fourth quarter and a lot of people, the majority are anticipating earnings cuts in, in July and August that is going to put additional pressure on the market, maybe a final leg to the downside here. So the markets right now, here's the good news. The good news is a lot of the selling pressure seems to have diminished a bit. We have down days, but the volume is not nearly as intense as it was in June. Okay, that's good news. But you need another side of this whole thing to get a real up market. The bad news is I don't see a lot of buying enthusiasm. For example, on Friday, we had a nice up day, but the volume wasn't particularly strong. This tells you that there is a little bit, Carl, of selling exhaustion here, but not a lot of buying enthusiasm. Big day, Carl, for the whole CNBC family. I remember we used to go visit uh, Jim at Kramer Berkowitz. Remember that? 100 Wall Street, I think, was the address there. You know what I marvel at, Carl, is the granularity that Jim still has about the market. I've known him 25 years, and that was his really his forte. He just knew a lot and kept a lot in his head. And he hasn't seemed to have lost any of that over the course of time. I really admire him for that. It's a big day for all of us, yeah, Carl Jim. Hasn't lost a single step uh, no. in his insight or his enthusiasm, for that matter, which is on a clear display today. Bob, thanks. Well okay. said, our Bob Pisani. Still to come, we're going to talk about that bounce in Bitcoin, giving names like Coinbase and Robinhood some green arrows in the pre-market, about a one-month high on Bitcoin and Ether. Take a look at futures as we get ready for that opening bell. Kramer and our management in a moment. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. In just a few moments, Jim is going to ring the opening bell here at the NYSE to celebrate Mad Money's move to the exchange floor. A new era begins tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and we definitely hope you'll tune in. In the meantime, Squawk on the Street. I'll be right back. Starting today, Mad Money is going to broadcast right here from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. You're looking at Kramer there about to ring the bell along with our boss, Mark Hoffman, the chairman of CNBC, Brad Rubin, David, all the guys and women who've made this incredibly difficult yeah. transition happen. 
Well, I don't think I've seen that much of management in the office in two and a half years. It's, it's today as a return finally to got office. him in. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, you know, back to normal. Uh, but it's good to see everybody up there on that platform. And uh, obviously, a number of them work very, very hard on putting all this together. I don't think he's going to actually have control of the buttons during our show. So I don't think we have to worry about right. that. That's a one time. Otherwise, the buttons will only play the sound when he's doing yes, this. that's something only Jim does. Yeah. But there's Regina Gilgan, his longtime executive producer. David, you made the great point. His team has stuck with him because his mission to educate and entertain is something he remains so committed to. And we're lucky, we're lucky to work with him. Yeah, we are. And I think it's a, a great testimony to Jim. And again, that team and the loyalty. There is the opening bell with our Jim Kramer and the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. Congratulations, Jim. At the big board, you see them right there celebrating the new location at the New York Stock Exchange. And at the NASDAQ, it's Brand South Africa highlighting Mandela International Day. Not too bad to have some uh, green arrows to go along with it, David. Well, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken about the banks at some length and for good reason. We started off with J.P. Morgan last week, which did not appear to be particularly good. In fact, it generated a great deal of concern, Carl, as you well know. We take a look at our colleagues there. It is going to be interesting having him down here all, all right. the time. You think he's going to like? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, come on our show in the ten just because he's around. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little <laughs> concerned. concerned. I won't. I won't lie. Um, but we were talking about the banks, and, and again this morning, obviously Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. In fact, Bank of America took a little bit of a, a leg up, um, Carl, after the CFO uh, said that they can see their net interest income in the third quarter increase by at least $900 million, possibly as much as a billion versus the second quarter, and then expected to grow again at a faster pace on a sequential basis in the fourth quarter. No surprise there. In some ways, that would be a result of higher rates. But we did get them quantifying a number, 900 million to a billion. That did seem to send Bank America shares up a bit more in the pre-market. You can see now that it's open, it is up 2.8%. Uh, but we're, you know, that J.P. Morgan quarter had a lot of people concerned. But that concern has not been uh, has not been justified, at least based on what we've seen since. Right. And also another uh, difference in, in B of A's quarter, not looking to pause the buyback, uh, which was uh, news earlier in the morning. And then reserving a couple hundred million, David, for that work phone issue, which you highlighted on Thursday, which is now considered sort of an industry-wide headache. It is. And, you know, it's, I became first aware of it, actually, when I heard about the dismissal of a few people who had violated policy at various firms. I'm not going to mention names. I hadn't been aware of that, that it would be such a serious offense. And especially during COVID, you'd imagine it can be somewhat difficult. Keeping your, essentially we're talking about keeping your personal communications devices and your work ones completely segregated so that you have records, essentially. But the government's been cracking down. The fines have been fairly substantial. We saw it with Morgan Stanley, and we've seen it with other institutions as well. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. As for Goldman, we talked about uh, FIC and investment banking. Um, one thing, Jim, uh, David, that some pointed out, $1.2 in fees at Goldman is almost 2x Morgan Stanley. Uh, for, for two companies that like to be in horse races, Goldman uh, is in the pole position this time. They are. And I mean, no surprise still that you're talking about a number that was down, what, 40-odd percent uh, in terms of investment banking, though not as much as you point out as some of the others. Um, okay. 
And you know it is. Listen, Goldman has still got key franchises in, in so many of the it, so many of the key areas, M&A advisory, uh, underwriting, and the like as well. As we've talked about many times, when it comes to IPOs, and we can just see it here by evidence of the bell ringers of the last six months, really. Um, there have not been a lot of IPOs, uh, and they're not expected to be a lot. We may get a couple, but the window is closed. Um, and as for M&A, my, uh, my old area, uh, you know, things are fairly quiet as well. There has been, though, a pace of deal-making that perhaps has surprised some um, in terms of it being more robust than might have been anticipated. One area that we continue to keep a close eye on because it has been so important to the M&A environment is uh, what we call leverage buyouts, private equity firms, flush with cash, as we always say, but reliant on financing that has become more expensive, which certainly has the impact of bringing down what you're willing to pay in terms of at least trying to maintain the same rate of return, and not to mention just makes it more difficult to raise financing, Carl, for any number of deals. Certainly those that are above, let's call it $5 billion, just become more difficult. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the GSK uh, spinoff earlier. Yeah. Got the names at least for some of those future public companies that GE, GE will eventually be. And then this journal story, David, about Merck and CGen. Uh, unlikely to come together before earnings day, uh, I think Thursday maybe. Yeah, the journal I've been letting, I mean, leaving the reporting to them, so to speak, um, on that. They have continued to tell us that this deal is close. Uh, now they say that it is still close, but uh, delayed in part as they wait for data from a study evaluating one of CGEN's treatments and also a desire to possibly see the outcome of a royalties payment case that CGEN is pursuing that is also expected soon. And again, when I said there has been a pace of deal-making, this is an example of it, if we do get to the finish line here, of a large transaction um, that perhaps some had not seen coming, that, uh, again, we've been told now for over a month is close, but not perhaps as close as the journal had first indicated. Uh, when it comes to big deals, Carl, I did want to hit Twitter. Shares are down ever so slightly, $37.60. Uh, tomorrow we will get that hearing in the, in the chancery on whether or not you're going to see an expedited trial. I think there is an expectation uh, that uh, Chancellor McCormick, who, as I had said, was likely to be overseeing the overall trial, the real trial, not tomorrow's hearing, but she also will oversee that, um, is doing so. And, you know, Twitter may have a good case here in terms of saying, hey, you're, the continued broadsides to our reputation, the insinuation somehow that we're committing fraud are not helpful to our business in any way, shape, or form. But did uh, you we see? We need to resolve this. Oh my God, he's back. Did you see that he said it was a major flabbergasting event that the number that they redid? This is the this is the eight. That yeah. this is the one, they found 1.4 million that were reduced out of 90 out of 190, and that's flabbergasting. Uh, no, it is not. No, and that's about the best thing it has. And that is, again, back to the core contention here and one that the, that the court is going to have to ultimately decide. And the burden of proof, by the way, is on Musk and his team, is are the bots on Twitter's platform far, far in excess of the 5% that they cite? Um, and does that represent a material adverse change, an adverse effect on their business? Very going to be very tough. Um, to potentially prove that. By the way, I, I want to come back to something on set on Thursday on the financing. Everything I hear says that is solid as a rock. There is well, no expectation that financing is going anywhere. The pricing, we'll see how that ends up 
outperforming in terms of whether or not they actually do syndicate the loans and it gets uh, funded, whether it's a loser for Morgan Stanley and the other banks who have signed on, but no sense at all that I'm getting. And we did have that case I cited, the DOPAC case. I do want to quickly correct myself from Thursday. I said it was a Kohlberg, uh, KKR case. It was Kohlberg in that DOPAC case. My apologies to KKR for that, uh, that quick mistake. Okay, so what Must is leaving out, five meetings. Five meetings to go over what, he, what they had. Throughout this doc, this frivolous document, it makes it sound like that, that Twitter was saying, listen, we're not going to let you in. The opposite. Twitter wanted to be sold for heaven's sake. It was a hostile takeover. They went very quickly, all right, and agreed. Brett, Brett Taylor, you, he's co-CEO they agreed, of Microsoft. Yeah, they said, fine, we'll right. take 5420, you want to waive business due diligence, and as right. we said, they might. They got it done in a weekend. Right, this document basically says... Twitter said whatever you want, but he doesn't do that. He obfuscates, must what obfuscates. Doc, you've got a cite for people, oh, what okay. you're citing. What Jim. he's saying, the principal thing, is that they revised down three days after the agreement. And this is an AK from April 28th. The guide down is so small. Right. That you just have to say, are you kidding? Oh, it's Twitter's April 28th. Are you right, kidding, AK. Musk? Do you really think that that's... You're, you're the, saying, is that the best you got? That's right. the best this you had? What, this was the document he originally cited for his concerns. But the question remains as to whether he is going to be able to show proof that his concerns are valid. Have you ever been in one of those China stores? You break it, you own it. Bingo. He, he talks about how people get laid off. He didn't want that. No, they were trying no, they, to make their numbers. They have, their numbers aren't that good. They, they have. They, they, we'll see what road Skadden and his attorneys can go down to try to prove their case. What do they and have? And more ways. By the way, again, tomorrow the hearing is about whether or not this is going to be expedited, so the trial could begin as soon as, let's call it, mid-September. We'll find out. Meanwhile, as far as Tesla goes, uh, some, indi- some commentary, Deutsche today, Catalyst by idea, that yeah, Tesla might reiterate full-year deliveries up 50. They can't stay away. I mean, even the most negative people are saying positive things about Tesla. I, I can't, even though, even though Musk said it was a furnace, those two plants, no, no. They can't resist. They favor taxes. They favor, oh, by the way, a, a Bitcoin impairment of 460 million, well, that was ill-advised. Wow. It's ill-advised. Although they still own it, right? So it could go back up and then have a game. I don't know. And meanwhile, they dump one forward. Jim Farley. What? But I like Farley? We know you like Farley. I like Farley. You love Farley. Well, no, I like the product. I like the fact that they don't make anything that doesn't make money. They're closing plants for the losing money. He is being the first serious Ford CEO who has been very tough since, yes, the outfit that his grandfather worked on in the first press, first line. So watch out for Ford. I hear you. Uh, just uh, for the record, Tesla's market cap is $774 billion and Ford's is $48 billion. To our earlier point about but why we talked about that? it so much. Yes. Uh, Jim, we covered Goldman, uh, which is the top, I loved Goldman's top down call. name, but Boeing's close behind on this Delta I order. I can't believe it. That Delta order in uh, Calhoun is wherever he was. He was in Farnborough. Uh, we know that uh, the Craig Hayes from Raytheon Technology is saying, listen, we actually welcome, welcome rate hikes so that they can have catch their breath because there's so much demand for engineers. Someone downgraded American Express a week ago. I think there'll be an omelet, maybe a Western omelet in their face. Uh, it is a remarkable moment. And David, your company, ExxonMobil, is back. 
my company. You're, you're, ref you're referring to the Morgan Stanley cut uh, about a week ago, and we're going to get earnings on Friday. Yeah. Now, Goldman... Of when American I went Express through, we're talking about yes. now, just yeah, to make sure went through the quarter with us. For Goldman, they make a lot of money advising people. Well, that's sticky. That's sticky. So why do they have an eight multiple if they have a sticky earnings stream? We're on a podcast. What is that? Just like on a podcast, it doesn't <laughs> do anything. Did I lose anything. my wireless signal? Why isn't David answering? <laughs> well, at least he's not making I, phone calls while I'm talking. I don't have an answer for you, Jim. I don't, you know. Look it's the first it's major traded at that uh, at a, a relatively low multiple. And you can talk about tangible book well, and all those other things. Pre- when I went to work there, yeah. it was. That was the 1900s. It was a formative experience, Jim. It's like when I tell my wife, you know, I went to that restaurant, Tadich's. It's really great. She goes, Jim, that was, that was 52 years ago. Sometimes they don't hold up. They don't. But you know what? This weekend, there's change. There's change in the air. Uh-oh. He's got something in it's his pocket. speech? Yeah, well, what is no, this? Lisa Detweiler. Ooh, you wrote down a weird message. Asiago Ranch Club without the ranch. The Baconator is done. Over. That's finished. Lisa famously I'm, so, I'm sorry. The I thought it was funny. At Wendy's. It was funny. There she is. Uh, unfortunately, my wife is here. She now knows I have a show, and she also knows I reference the Baconator. So I guess I've had it. Grounds for divorce? Oh, You've given her plenty. Do I have to go through You've that again? You've given her plenty. You if might want to get up. She's and still make... with you by now, Jim. I think you're I good. Know. I know. Well, that's why she had the. First, I thought it was the Asia Go. Asia Asia go. go. I like the Asia Where Go. Where do you buy one of these? It's called Wendy's. Oh, it's Wendy's also. Yes, okay. Wendy's. Well, it's not we, the Asia Go. It's we, the Asagio. We, we got a double upgrade yum uh, over uh, at the Goldman. Yep, and I read that, and it's because they say that the technology is getting better. Franchise, The franchise business is good. David, you and I are going to go to Olive Garden, and I'm going to treat you. Really? To a salad like you've never had. No kidding. But bring the cargo pants. Why? The bread. The rolls. Yes. Yeah. You got to yeah. stuff them. I'll stuff divert the waiter. Rolls. You stuff the pockets. Yeah. Got we'll, it. We'll get out of he here. doesn't know that Longhorn, which is one of the divisions, has the greatest Bloody Mary I've ever had. No kidding. I'm not kidding. Good horseradish. What do you like in your Yeah, had horseradish yeah. in it. Yeah. Tabasco. Celery. Yeah. Had, not, Peppery. Had, yes. Yeah. I mean, no bacon. <laughs> bacon in the, in the bacon. Bloody Mary. Um, we did get a couple downgrades, David, of some media names. Uh, Morgan Stanley cut Paramount. To a set. To underweight. Yeah, they yeah. go to 22. The first streaming recession is the name of the report. Yeah, I saw that. We had uh, Bob Backus on with us. That was just last week, right? Um, obviously talking quite positively in terms of the total addressable market still that they see worldwide. That stock is getting hit on that downgrade. Netflix is the big name, though. We're going to get it get a uh, what day this week. Uh, Netflix is, tomorrow. is to- tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. after the close. I'll tell you, right? Netflix people are saying that it's going to do. Guggenheim says... Uh, bring on the drama, but it should be consistent with predictions. Uh, and therefore, I think it can go higher on a consistent prediction. But how about what Disney well, did? Well, I was well, let's, say, wait, let's come back to Netflix for a second. Because the point is, it's a dead stock. You know, if they say that any, last quarter, they were so confused about their business. Oh, the quarter was so, and the conference call was incoherent. And I wonder how much we are going to hear about the ad-supported platform, because we know they've well, been doing a lot of things to get that moving. Why did they pick Microsoft? You have if to ask them. Need them, it's because they hope Microsoft buys them. Yeah, I know. I thought that was so false. But Everybody likes to go down roads of Netflix now getting bought, which is interesting, because it would those people believe there's some value there. But at the same time, from an antitrust perspective, come on. Now, but why have you not talked about the Disney price increase for ESPN? 
I did see that. Forcing you in, basically, to the bundle. Yes. It's the bundle's the where, better where deal. The bundle price is, remains unchanged. Yes. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus uh, is the bundle. I got to do the bundle because I think we get all three separately because we don't know what I we're doing in my household. I you cut do nothing but I sit did, there and uh, read and the Shakespeare. Other, I, have a, I do like to read Shakespeare. It's true. Relax. Like nice to brush up on a Shakespeare. Start, Start quoting, quoting it now. now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this show way long too long. Time. Uh, when we come back, uh, don't forget, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on the screen. Uh, before we go to break, let's check uh, bonds this morning. Interesting uh, morning for the dollar, about a one-week low. Uh, Euro, one-week high. We're watching Europe closely, of course. Ten years still below three. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. We've made our way down to the floor. And we had promised you a peak of the set, Jim. I think I speak for everyone when I say this is beautiful. Well, look, I'm very excited, obviously. And the New York Stock Exchange is doing a remarkable job. I mean, so I, look, to see yourself in that level is a little daunting. But we want to change the closing bell. We want the closing bell to be a total celebration of capitalism. Uh, we obviously had that going at 930. I want to extend that. And the New York Stock Exchange, they've just been unbelievable for me. Just amazing. Yeah, I mean, the set, we were saying, this set comes in and out because obviously it can't right. be here all day. It's beautiful. And then, you know, there's a few of your, all your buttons. Now, these well, are not going to work during our show well, typically, though, right? Well, why don't you press them, see if they work. There's a lot of negative buttons. There are. Actually, <laughs> this is one I'd like to do you sometimes during the show. Go ahead. No. Oh, geez, that's the one that, did, that's my electrotherapy one. <laughs> yes. Electroshock, I have 24 of those. It's really amazing. Um, now, how about, David, a train wreck would be good for you? A house of pain, heart it. attack? Yeah, those are all up my alley. These are all David. Can I ask you whose idea this was originally? The soundboard? Because it's like a radio show. It's when I had a radio show. When you have a radio show, you're always trying to make things look lifelike. Uh, and then we move things over. Uh, I want to thank Mark Hoffman, who recognized that even though this is a nutty thing, it can work and became less nutty, obviously. Regina Gilgan, who really put us on the map by just saying, listen, this is a serious show, and we're going to have serious guests, and that's what I want to do, uh, make it even easier. I have Ken Langone tonight, okay? Right. David Solomon from Goldman. These are people I might not have gotten otherwise, and I'm very excited. Uh, and are you going to walk around a lot? Like, are you gonna, I am going to pace. How do you see this? I'm going to pace. Choreographed. Well, yeah. let's say, I mean, do, I'll be Do you have free here. range? Can you go all far Yeah, like a wide? chicken, like Tyson chicken. I got free range. Uh, <laughs> Got my group here. Uh, just, wait, do we? Yeah, to me, one of those moments in life that is very defining because you just you worked hard 17 years. And you, you look at people like Heather Gaines has been with us for so long. Yes. What, Spencer, what, I mean, just incredible people. What's going to happen? I see some exchange team. people. What's going to happen when you start throwing stuff? Well, Brad Rubin's going to catch him. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I think that what it's very interesting because I want people down here. So I'm, I don't have the arm I used to or like the arm that Jonathan has, but I can still hit people when I have to. I get Dan Kyle Russo right here. I have some extension. Yeah, not too bad. Remember, I threw out the opening pitch in, in, uh, in 2016 at the link. I'm sorry, at, at, uh, at, the bar, at the bank, and I had a strike. No kidding. Yeah, I had a strike. I keep trying to get Stevie Cohen to let me do that for the Mets. No I'll go. work on that. No I'll go. work on that. Steve Cohen's got other that. pictures but that I think are pretty good. this is even bigger than that. It must be nice looking out at all these people. It's almost like, you know, another bar mitzvah kind of thing, right? What well, you, I hadn't ever thought of little, that. That's want, really go, very pertinent. I didn't bring a gift. Yeah. No, no you, you didn't? Read, you want to read from the Torah? And then eight. No, I mean, I oh, my God. Look who's here. This my is wife. Lisa. Wow, what a treat. Lisa, 
Detweiler. What's going oh. on here? Yeah. Oh, thank you. What do you make of all this? I, I didn't realize Jim had a show. <laughs> and I'm that is shocked. Uh, it's amazing that I have a show. She now knows. That doesn't mean she's going to tune in. But she now you know, knows. You won't be watching. You don't watch. Lisa has things to do. As she yeah. always tells me, do you think I have time to sit around and watch TV? Yeah. I mean, is that what you think I do for a living? And but I always think that that's... Do you know how often he mentions you every morning? Are you aware of that? No, but I hear from other people right. that he has. Yeah. Particularly well, the stuff I don't want to know about. What, the Asiatic? No, 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 no. Like the... Asiago. Asiago and the... Asiago, right. Baconator. Well, it's like we're driving, you know, coming back from the beach. Yeah. And I see a sharp left. I said, where are you going? She says, where do you think we're going? We're going to get the sandwich. <laughs> and that's what I love about her. She is still going to get the sandwich after all these years. She could she could go to Lib Bernadette's drive-thru. Yep. That's not her style. Yep. Yep. Whoa. Is that you? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is fun. See, to yeah. see Bob Pisani yeah. down here know that I'm going to see him all day, which is sensational. I don't know how he feels about it, but yeah. Well, uh, he... I, you, oh, David. I'm kidding. But, Come David. on. But, Jim, I think the, the real point is that this all, is all great. It's it's shiny. It's new. But it's going to allow you to do what you love doing. Right. right? Look, I, I started down here, and I know who's down here, and I know who wants to come to the closing bell. It's not, you know, look, I, not that I have Bono here yet. Yet. But I do think that this is, a, we'll have celebrities, but we'll also have, like, Ken Langone. Ken Langone did not, is not going to go to Anglewood Cliffs, but he's here. Great. He's here. And I think that that's an example of what we're going to do at the closing bell. They're giving me a wrap, but you know what? It's my day. Yeah. So I'm not, I want one more shot. To, here. You go, David, you do it. One, two, yeah. All right. There we go. Perfect Thank way. you, everybody. A bull. I think it was a bull. Jim, congrats. Thank you very much. We're so happy for you, Lisa. Thank you. A great seeing you, too. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, Mad Money. Uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the floor. In the meantime, we're back after this. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.